Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and the J-Man Show. I added another the in there for some reason, for reasons I do not understand, but I did it. Uh, but uh, how you doing tonight there, T-Dog? Doing pretty, pretty good, J-Man. Uh, like you messaged our friends group message last night, there hasn't been too many Tan and J-Man Show episodes these past seven years where we're both in a pretty good mood sports-wise. And yeah, I think tonight's going to be one of those. We'll see. We'll, we'll, well see. I, I do I do have some venting uh, when we get to college football, I guess. But as far as pro football, for for one week in my world, all is good. All is good because the We're streak is today. finally over. It's over. It's uh, it's really difficult to lose eight straight years to somebody. I've uh, never been good. able to talk about a Broncos win over the Chiefs on this podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That's a lot. A lot's happened in eight years. A lot um, has happened in eight yeah, years. But, a uh, lot. That streak is over for now, and uh, hopefully for your sake, it doesn't happen for another eight years. Um, yeah, now the one they got to get rid of now, the longest, is against the Raiders, which is seven say, games in a row. Yeah, so, Which is bad, which which might even be worse, honestly. Uh, yeah, at least Kansas City is really good and has won multiple Super Bowls, and the Raiders are awful. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tan and J-Man show hot takes, tips, I don't even Takes, topics, picks, and more. Picks and more. I don't even know why I try anymore. So, so close. So yeah. a lot of T's in there. Yeah. You got some birdie yeah. bogey for me? I do. I do. And you are a commanding four strokes up. I was trying to think. I mean, we're basically in November. It's, it's October 30th. Um, Halloween's tomorrow night, which, by the way, if you're going out tomorrow night with your kiddo or whatever, trick-or-treating, be safe. Um, but uh, it's basically November, so... I think I need you to miss this tonight if I got any shot, <laughs> any shot at all. Because I think last year I was I was three down in November and came yep. back and tied. But I lobbed you some softballs last year. I was feeling bad for you. Yeah, I, I don't feel too confident myself. this year. But a pretty straightforward question tonight. You either get a par or no. You either get a birdie or bogey. No par. Who is the active player with most career touchdowns in the NFL? So um, no quarterback, of course. No quarterback. No quarterback. Okay. So okay. running back, wide receiver, tight end. All righty, that yeah. is a good question, man. There's so many good players, <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously in the NFL. But uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. Located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. You can uh, get uh, two dollar whole smoked wings. And dollar off domestic brewskis every Monday night. Uh, over the weekend, they had Swedish meatballs. I'm a big fan of the Swedish meatballs. Five house-made Swedish meatballs topped with a creamy gravy on a bed of butter egg noodles finished with a dollop of cranberry sauce and a sprinkling of microgreens from back to natural farm and paired with roasted broccolini. Uh, so uh, it's just a glimpse into... Some of the food they have there at um, at Arlington Public House. Uh, you're coming down to the last days of October. Uh, the Oktoberfest burger is there all month long, so you got about two more days. Four smashed patties layered in Swiss and melty beer cheese on a bed of lettuce and topped with beer-battered onion rings and ham. Served on a delicious pretzel bun with beer-battered fries. You know, the worst thing, actually, it's, it's a really good thing. But uh, the worst part about having Arlington Public House as one of our sponsors is my mouth starts to water. Uh, I know. Read, so. I know, and I haven't ate dinner yet tonight. Yeah. I, 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 which I, I guess I typically don't, but some weeks I try to before the pod, and I'm really hungry tonight because mm-hmm. all I had for lunch today was a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Our uh, friend Camo would be proud. All I had for lunch was two Slim Jims. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty hungry. And they uh, sound pretty good right now. Plain, or was there any flavor dome? I think they're just plain. I honestly plain. don't remember. I just grabbed them. Um, but uh, and 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 I had some Reese Thins. So don't uh, tell my wife because they were from her stash. But uh, well, hopefully she doesn't tune in, or uh, you're in trouble. I'm pretty confident that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, you want to start with some baseball once again? We only got one more, well, two more episodes where we can actually talk some uh, World Series talk a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks made the World Series after winning 84 games. Uh, they went on the road to Philadelphia, which is just raucous environment. They took care of business. It was impressive. 
the way they did it. And of course, uh, Texas took care of the Houston Astros last Monday to uh, advance, but um, it was awfully impressive. Uh, Diamondbacks young team only won 84 games uh, this year, and they just it feels like they're a team of destiny at this point. Um, they won game two and they choked away uh, the first game. Uh, one of the uh, more exciting uh, opening games of a World Series we've had, and it's almost uh, like history repeated itself um, there uh, with Arizona. The last time they were in the World Series against the New York Yankees. Uh, game one, George W. Bush threw out the first pitch. George W. Bush threw out the first pitch in uh, this one as well. A game-tying two-run homer by a left-handed hitter um, to the pole side uh, in the ninth inning and an opposite field walk-off homer um, in extra innings. So, I don't remember who hit that for the Yankees. I know who hit the walk-off, of course, Derek Jeter, but who hit the – who's the left-hander who hit the – I saw a video, and it looked like Tino Martinez – uh, yeah, that would make sense. I was trying to think of lefties back then. It looked the like team. him, uh, although it was it was a small video that I watched. Well, the only th- guys I could think were him or Paul O'Neill. Could have been Jorge Posada. Uh, he was switching. Yeah. Um, I was or, thinking Paul O'Neill as well, but it looked like Tino Martinez's swing. I could be way off. I'll know. look it up while you're talking. We, I'll look it up. look it up. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's one one and it's head head back to Arizona for three here, um, starting tonight at seven o'clock Central Time. Um, the ratings are bad, unfortunately, which we knew they kind of would be. Um, they pale in comparison to even last year's. Had three million less viewers in Game One than last year. Ten million less viewers in Game One than they had um, for the 2016 Cubs World Series, which makes sense. Uh, I just saw those numbers today, but uh, very exciting game that a lot of people missed. Yes, it was uh, Tino Martinez, Paul O'Neill singled to get on base. Then Tino tied it up. Yeah, I I thought it looked like his swing, Uh, but uh, who should I do a J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week? This will be the J-Man's Book It (laughs) Prediction of the Week. Um, I find myself rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, however, I even think though the Rangers have never won a World Series, even though the Rangers have never won a World Series, um, I do think the Texas Rangers will ultimately win uh, this World Series. I just think they have better pitching, uh, better offense. But again, it's now a five game series. Um, so uh, anything can happen in this uh, sort of stretch. So and having three in Arizona helps unless they do that weird two one one one. One 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 one, like they do in the NBA. Uh, but uh, J Man's Book of Bridge of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. My word association is baseball related. So uh, now, right before you get that, yeah. I, I want to ask you something. I was I just Googled it, but I want to fact check this with you so if the rangers win the world series bruce bochy's just the third manager ever to win world series with multiple teams really is that correct is this says larusa and sparky anderson that makes sense because a lot of times if you win a couple world series with a team you're usually not let go unless you retire um well, now, now there's more than this, those two because now it's saying I, I find an article back in 2016 said Francota could become the fifth manager in MLB history to win a World Series title with two different franchises, but of course he didn't. Mm-hmm. So, so there's four of them that have done it. I guess so. Uh, well, if if Bochi does it, it would be five, five. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's five, um, Google app later. We can we can put him down as one of the greatest managers mm-hmm. we've ever seen. Um, maybe mm-hmm. the best manager we've ever seen, of course. Winning three even years with the Giants and now doing what he's doing here. Of course, the Rangers spent a bunch of money, but just two years ago, they lost 100 games. Right. Um, and they needed to make a change, and he comes in and turns him into a winner immediately. So he obviously knows what he's doing. Um, and uh, I wish the Cubs would have uh, fired David Ross and hired him because things might have been different this year but uh word association going back to that 2001 world series i have uh, about six or seven players from each team diamondbacks 
and the Yankees here. Uh, it's kind of a blast from the past, uh, starting with Randy Johnson. Well, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, especially left-hander, just an in intimidating presence on the mound. 6'10", lefty, threw heat, the big units. Um, uh, threw a perfect game, World Series champ, and unfortunately killed a pigeon. Um, <laughs> yeah. In a, in a baseball game. So, um, Cubs faced him a lot, and they didn't beat him once. Wow. So, yeah. Um, notoriously terrible human, Kurt Schilling. Oh, of course, I think uh, most baseball fans remember more for the Bloody Sock as mm-hmm. a Red Sock than they do for a Diamondback or Phillies. But uh, I know I I, I, uh, I I personally don't like the guy. I don't think he's a, a good human being. But he did block the J-Man on Twitter, so that gives me a little respect for the guy. <laughs> um, he was uh, it was it was a pretty soft reaction by uh, yeah. Kurt Schilling, and he's a pretty yeah. soft human. So yep. Um. His fall from grace has been uh, has been fun to watch, honestly. Uh, speaking of grace, Mark Grace. Mark Grace, of course, everybody knows him for the Cubs, but uh, but he got a World Series for Arizona, so I'm sure he doesn't regret going to the Diamondbacks. Um, but uh, just great, great hitter overall, underrated baseball player that feels like I feel like his career doesn't get enough credit outside of Chicago as it should. Hits leader of the '90s, and the '90s was with Tony yeah. Gwynn. So that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, another former Cub legend, Luis Gonzalez. <clears throat> Cub legend, uh, Luis Gonzalez. Yeah, fifty-six home runs in one year for Arizona. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, got we, himself. We know why it happened. But. Yes, we do. And he got himself on the cover of one of the MVP games, I believe it was, um, back in EA Sports MVP Baseball. Um, but yeah, no, very, uh, very good. Diamondbacks, I mean, back then, Diamondbacks were only around for what? Three. Not even a decade yet. So, so yeah, it kind of became a household name for them right away. Um, One of the Cubs fans' least favorite baseball people, Craig Council. Craig Council, sure. Um, Big moment winning in 97 with the Marlins, and then then again in 01 with the Diamondbacks. Then he uh, he, uh, was a manager for for the Brewers. Of course, and uh, in Notre Dame grad. So, um, yeah, a guy who uh, had a weird batting stance. Yeah, he is uh, interviewing with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, so I'm hoping, hoping, hoping they poach him from Milwaukee. Uh, Did they? What, what happened to Francona? I must have missed that. Retired. I, I missed that. Yeah, he's, know that. he's had like physical issues the past few years yeah. and he's had to take some time off. So, yeah, he uh, officially retired. Okay. I did so, not see that. Yeah. Uh, last diamond back here, Byung Young Kim. I was hoping you'd say him. <laughs> Submarine style, yeah. darn near hit the ground when he pitched. Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't tell you if he was that good statistically, but uh, good. as a young as a young kid, everybody knew who Bun Young Kim yeah. was because of just the way he threw the baseball. He um, he was a good reliever, but he's more known for how bad he was in this series, uh, giving up homers to Jeter. I think he gave up the walk off Jeter. He did, uh, yes. Normal. Uh, Mr. November. Um, now switching to the Yankees. Speaking of Tino Martinez, Tino, uh, pretty good career, uh, mostly for the Yankees, but also played for the Cardinals. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a few other teams. I remember there was a stretch. It was in the mid two thousands. It was later on in his career. He had something stupid, like 10 games in a row. He had a home run. It's just something dumb for a player of his stature. And it was like, it was just funny. It was like ESPN, every night on ESPN, Tino Martinez's home run, Tino Martinez's home run. But um, all around, pretty good guy, I believe. I know he's made some cameos on some TV series over the years, and I know I saw him on an episode on Practical Jokers not too long ago. So, uh, Cub legend Alfonso Soriano. He was a young gun on this Yankees yeah. team, ended up ultimately getting traded for Alex Rodriguez. But yeah, Alfonso Soriano, pretty darn good career. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there pretty good go. everywhere he went, even even when he's in Washington for that brief stint. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it would have been interesting if the Yankees never got a Rod to see what his career would have been in New York, because I think he would have been a Yankee for a long time. Yeah, uh, one of the few guys with three hundred homers and three hundred steals in a career. Yeah. Now I'm scared he doesn't have three hundred steals all of a sudden. That I'm thinking. I know he's been part of a birdie or bogey. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year. Yeah, with like 40 homers, 40 steals. Yep. Uh, Scott Brocious. Scott Brocious. Uh, I mean, household name probably for Yankee fans just because he was pretty clutch in the World Series. 
Uh, I think 98 against the Padres of the World Series. He had a really good series. Or it might have been 99 against the Braves. I get caught the final out them. against one of them. I think he was World Series MVP in one of them. I, you could fact check me on I that, but I think he was. I think it was 98. It was either 98 or 99. But um, I couldn't tell you what he did after he, in his career after he left the Yankees, if anything. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Knobloch. Oh, Chucky Knobloch. Uh, another guy with a weird batting stance or number 11 for the Yankees. Definitely wasn't a power hitter. But fitting with those World Series teams pretty pretty perfectly. Knew his role and helped them win. The first time I ever heard the y- of the term y- the yips was uh, <laughs> yep. associated with Chuck Knobloch. Uh, Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill, now uh, part of the Yes Network and calls Yankee games. Um, uh, I, I think, wasn't he a red when he kicked the baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say that's immediately what I think of when I hear yeah. Paul O'Neill. Yeah, but um, good player, but a guy who n- should not have his number retired for the Yankees yet he does. It just <laughs> yeah. tells it just tells there's way yeah. too many. But now you can't take somebody you can't take it back Definitely once not. you do it. So I, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do in the future because they they really need to stop. Yeah, they uh, they have to be more strict because he was not yeah. a guy deserving, and no. a couple of those guys no. aren't deserving. Oh yeah, that um, that that's we should do that one week. On the podcast, um, we should look at Monument's, Monument Circle and, and bring up the guys we think are deservingly to have their numbers retired and ones who probably shouldn't. That'd yeah. be fun. Uh, Mike Musina. Moose. I was never a big Moose fan, probably no, because every time I went to Yankee fan, he was pitching, and I was just getting tired of it. Uh, very good career. Don't get me wrong, Baltimore and New York. Yeah, you know, yeah, hopefully a very good career, like I said. But I don't know. I just never, never cared for him, and I yeah. it's probably dumb looking back on that. Either uh, him or Javier Vasquez. Uh, oh yeah, every time, pitched. every yeah. single time. Uh, another Cub legend here, Ted Theodore Roosevelt Lilly. Oh, I did not even know he was on the Yankee team. Yeah, he was. He was like their fourth starter. wasn't very I good. I did not. Lilly. I did not know that. But I know Ted Lilly's one of your favorite Cubs. I love Ted Lilly, man. Running over Yadier Molina at home plate was one of my favorites. <laughs> sure, sure, deservingly so. Couldn't yeah, have big, no better guy. Big lefty curveball. Couldn't have uh, no better guy. Last one here. Enter Sandman himself, Mariano Rivera. Oh, in my opinion, the greatest closer of all time. Dude was nails, <clears throat> and a very good guy too. Really nice guy. Um. Uh, yeah, he was good until clear up until his last season, and and which I believe was 08. Does that sound right? Mariana, yeah, or did he? No, it was, I want to say 2013 or 14. Okay, never mind, way off. I know 08 was last year of the old stadium. He, uh, yeah, he uh lasted a year or two longer than Jeter did him. Jeter was 2013 or 14. Yeah, maybe Mo got to 2015. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, all those years kind of well, run together anymore. We, we watched him pitch in 2010 when we went to that game, I remember. That's right. That's right. I, I'm acting like my dad now. My dad struggles with the years, and now I'm turning into that. Yeah. Goodness gracious. But uh, that was fun. Fun word association list, which is brought to you by, like it is our week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or a sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Winesburg a call at 574-210-3815. Do you want to get educated real quick before we talk about some football? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's see uh, sporting events that have happened on October 30th. I haven't looked at this list yet. I would say in 1871, the Philadelphia Athletics beat Chicago. That's all says Chicago for the first National Association baseball pennant. They beat the entire city. Beat the entire city. On this day, 1919, Baseball League presidents called for uh, uh, the uh, uh, getting rid of the spitball. I wonder if that actually helped all that much. <laughs> Doubt it. On this day, nineteen forty-five, Branch Rickey signed Jackie Robinson to a contract with the Montreal Royals. Pretty good. Uh, on this day, nineteen sixty-three, who won the National League MVP award? Sixty-three. Yes. I could flip a coin. Um, 
Willie Mays. Sandy Koufax. Pitcher should not win MVPs. I will go on record and say that. Was he on was he on either of your uh no, point I was flip? Willie Mays or Hank Aaron. Okay. Um let's see here. On the day 1974, the Rumble in the Jungle happened. Muhammad Ali KO'd George Foreman in the eighth round to retain his heavyweight boxing title um, with the famous rope-a-dope rope rope tactic. I, w- I would like to see you try um, the rope-a-dope. Would not end well. <laughs> Uh, this is just funny how this is worded. On this day, 1988, the New York Jets finally beat the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time. That's all it says. No score, no Jets, nothing. Jets just beat the Eagles for the first time last Sunday. So uh, Yeah, it's true. It's pretty pathetic history they got there in New York. On this day in 2013, who won the World Series? 2013, that was the Boston Red Sox over the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, they won 6-1 in Game 6 at Fenway Park. Who was the MVP? Big Poppy? Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Let's game 2016. The Oakland Raiders broke the single game record for most penalties in an NFL game by getting 23 and a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's bad. I don't that's know how really you get a win getting no. 23 penalties. Those Bucs teams were bad back then, I guess. They were not good. And on this day in 2019, who won the World Series? That would have been the b- 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 oh, 2019, 2019, 2019. Is that Red Sox over Dodgers? That was Nationals over Astros. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six to two in game seven at Minute Maid Park. I'm embarrassed. Um, who was the MVP? Stephen Pierce. No, that was the Red Sox. Why am I keep thinking <laughs> it's the Red Sox? Um, uh, I don't even know if Stephen Pierce won it for the Red Sox. Anyway. He did um, win it for the Red Sox. That's what I thought. But- uh, Nationals, Nationals, Nationals. Was Strasburg? Yes, I was going to say, you got the first name right, Steven Strasburg. I honestly don't know if he's pitched since. Uh, he's out of the league. He retired. Yeah, he he's done. Pretty so, sad. That um, is the On This Day list. Sporting events that have happened on October 30th. Brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram or and or on Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan J Man Show sent you, you get 15% off your signed order. So we are less than two months away from Christmas. So the sign by Mooney Woodcrafts would be the perfect gift to the sports fan in your family. You're picking which which we're starting with this week. I picked last week. Let's go college football. College football. Another interesting week. Uh, week nine was. It's, it's hard to believe we're on week ten now. <laughs> Coming up with this week of the college football season is flying by like it does always. But uh, what were some of your takeaways from uh, around the country before we um, center in on the Big Ten? Oregon annihilating Utah. Yeah, I was off. I was off on that one. I thought Utah was going to win on the road. Um, USC skating, skating by, um, scraping by. Oh man, scraping by. Um, a terrible Cal team that they they cannot stop a nosebleed, as you said. Forty nine points. Uh, to Cal they gave up. <clears throat> and Cal's been a terrible program for years now. Um, that was a takeaway. Notre Dame demolished Pittsburgh. Like, demolished Pittsburgh. Yeah, just smashed um, them. Clemson drops another one. Yeah. Uh, Dabo, and four and four. Dabo's won those titles, but uh, once it start getting a little late for him there, because he's finding out it's a little more difficult when you don't have a generational-type quarterback. Um, yeah, they host uh, Notre Dame now this week, so that's going to be a big one. That's a noon game. That's a nooner, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to be like the, sure. the primetime, primetime. Well, the primetime, primetimes, um, Alabama, LSU this yeah. week. 
Well, yeah, CBS game day. Unless it's 3.30. I think it's night game, but it might be 3.30. It is because the 3.30 CBS is Missouri and Georgia. Georgia. Yes, yeah. Georgia. Down Those Georgia. might be the only two ranked matchups this week. It's kind of a down yeah, week. Yeah, it is a down week. Um, um, Texas did miss a beat with their backup quarterback. Uh, yeah. They smacked BYU around. Um, Kansas. Taking down Oklahoma. Well, yeah, that was that was a big storyline. Yeah, because Oklahoma, I didn't believe they were one of the four best teams in the country, even though um, Dylan Gabriel's been playing well. Invincible's teams is a lot better than they were last year. But look at their schedule. I'm like, they've got a good shot to make the playoff. But yep. this probably just did them in. But don't count Texas out yet. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Kansas goalpost came down. They threw it in a lake. They're legit – Good yeah. football program again. Yeah, Lance Leipold should be a guy that's looked at as maybe Michigan State potentially like a big time job. He should be able to get back to back years. They're going to be in a bowl, and uh, after being zero to one to maybe it's a good year if they won two games uh, before he got there. And now he's turned them into like a really solid program. Other stories around the country: Louisville uh, pounded Duke. I thought that was going to be a close game, and it wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, Jeff Brom after a bye week uh, took advantage and big win for the Cardinals there as they proved a 7-1. and one. Was he very good after bye weeks uh, at Purdue? So-so if I remember remember right. I don't – I should have a better recollection of that, but I don't really remember. Um, Ryan Walters has not been good after a bye week, but I'll get into that momentarily. <laughs> um, elsewhere, there was one – oh, Colorado fell to 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. Lost to UCLA, so I saw um, somebody put on Twitter comparing their first couple games to the Jeremy Lin run, uh, <laughs> and now it's just going to be all downhill. And uh, what Dion did post game <clears throat> was uh, pretty terrible. Said he's he's going to find like all five yep. new linemen. Yep. Um, Why would you even want to play? Yeah, the rest it, of the season? It, exactly. It's his son. The ones getting back there murdered. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would we want to block for your son now? We're just going to have yep. him get hit all game. Yep. Um, no accountability there. He's he doesn't say it's his fault. It's, it's never Dion's fault. Nope. Um, so it's getting ugly there, which uh, it doesn't break my heart. Yeah, they play um, this week. They play Oregon State, who's a good team ranked. Then they have Arizona, Washington State. Arizona's pretty good too. And Washington State and somebody else that's ranked left. So it's not Utah. Utah yeah. left. Those are their four remaining games. They, so they could lose I don't them. know if the, I don't know if they can get two of them. Yeah. Make you know it. They start off with that good close win over TCU. Then they pound in Nebraska. Then they got very lucky to win the Rocky Mountain Showdown against uh, Colorado State. And it's been pretty awful since then. They shouldn't even have beat Arizona State. They were down seventeen. Yep. So. Um. I, I don't know if you watched any of the Oregon State-Arizona game. Arizona's legitimately good for the first time in years. But uh, right before half, it was a tie game. And um, I think there were seven seconds left in the half. Oregon was kicking a field goal from like their from like the 22 or something like that. And for some reason, they ran a fake. And the kicker's trying to outrun all these guys and gets tackled 10 yards from the end zone. And, of course, they didn't score. Um the funny thing is they tried the fake earlier and it was blown dead, but uh, Oregon State ends up losing by, I think, three. But um, Arizona's legitimately good program. Jed Fish there, Jed Fish, um, I think that's his name. Uh, he, um, former NFL assistant, has turned Arizona into a pretty solid program uh, for the first time in a long time. Pac-12 is a good conference overall. I mean, <laughs> too, bad it's, too bad it's going away. But Washington's getting awfully lucky. Yeah, they yep. uh, they almost lost a terrible Stanford team yep. over the weekend after losing almost losing to a bad uh, was it Arizona State the week before, or it it, it might have been Arizona the week before. That was Washington State the week before, but it was somebody that wasn't ranked. Um, yeah, this Washington State's not ranked, but uh, it seems like the Washington State game is always last game of the year. Um, oh yeah, because the Apple Cup, Apple Cup. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Really, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Uh, some somebody not good, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean Washington's still in there, uh, but uh, they are they're, they're they're probably the uh, maybe Oregon could still sleep. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but um, how how's our playoff predictions looking? I know mine took a hit with Penn State. I had Penn State, Georgia, Michigan, and Texas. Gotta be honest, I have no idea who I had in mine. You had 
I believe Michigan, Georgia, Florida State. I don't remember your other one. Um, I had Michigan, Florida State, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama was um, all I can remember. Georgia's Michigan's looking good. Florida State has a chance still. Bama's out. Um, speaking on Michigan, uh, sign stealing. I don't think we talked about this last week. Um, supposedly what Michigan did uh, makes – the Astros and the Patriots look like very weak um, allegations against them. Yeah. Um, still haven't heard a whole lot of what they actually did. Uh, that sounds bad, but uh, they uh, they keep uh, having all these distractions. Supposedly, they yanked a big time, offered a Harbaugh um, extension offer this week you know, or this past week, and um, we'll see if the NCAA actually drops the hammer. Um, who knows though, but I, I mean, it, it is kind of curious. I know they got talent and stuff. They were terrible in 2020 and all of a sudden they're now called mm-hmm. playoff contender overnight pretty much. Um, so I'm waiting for the whole, uh, the whole story to come out. And a lot of people are saying, well, Harbaugh will just leave for the NFL. Well, the NFL has something in their claws because of his cheating allegations or something. He can't find a safe Harbor in the NFL. They won't allow him to come in. Um, so interesting. interesting um, it's I, I I with the I don't know if it's with gaming commission or anything like it's it's something with legal stuff uh, that they he would not be permitted to even come into the NFL. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and if they can overcome the um, the uh, distraction. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. That's for yeah. sure. And I'm tired of hearing about Jim Harbaugh, really, um, and flirting with the NFL all the time. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to have a problem this week. Uh, they are 32.5-point favorites over Purdue, which going back to 2006, at least, that I could see, this is the biggest point spread Purdue's ever win against. Yeah. Uh, that's even taking account the Daryl Her- Hazel era, <laughs> uh, which they won nine games in four years. But, uh, yeah, Purdue was not good in Lincoln. Uh, very disappointing effort after coming off a bye week, which you get Two weeks to prepare for Nebraska. Nebraska hands you a gift 10 seconds into the game with a fumble. You can't even get a field goal out of it. Um, they ended up produce- pun away, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, negative, they did. Negative, negative, negative. Yeah. yeah, Purdue's uh, defense, I think, is getting better. I mean, the score was 31 points. Seven of those were a blocked field goal for a touchdown. Uh, but their offense, ever since they played Illinois, just keeps taking steps backwards. They've scored 28 points in the month of October. The three games in October, um, or twenty-eight? No, twenty-eight points are last three games. Excuse me, not the month of October. Our last three games, um, so it just has not been good. Um, I know they're banged up. You know they're playing with three backup offensive linemen. They don't have the greatest personnel and talent. I realize that. I mean that's where you have to fill in gaps with with the uh, with the uh, transfer portal. But man, their offensive scheme just looks bad. They just don't have the playmakers. And their number one playmaker, maker, Devin Mockaby, can't hang on to the football. But you have to have him out there because he's your one of your only home run threats. So I don't know. It's it's pretty disappointing. I really thought they could get that game in Lincoln and then make a push for a, a late push to get six and six and make a bowl. Now it's not going to happen. I still think they could possibly win three out of four and get five and seven. But I could also see them lose out and go two and ten. It's just hard telling. They need to find a way to improve in November to at least get some momentum going into next year because. September didn't go as according to plan, and October was a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Hudson Card gets the absolute crap beat out of him. Yeah, that. he does. He does. Um, and there's times he hangs on to the ball too long, but at other times you think he's hanging on to the ball too long. Then you see the replay, nobody's open. open. Yeah. So nobody's open. You can't do anything. Um, but yeah, he, he's a tough son of a gun, but they got to give him some help next year. They got to improve the offensive line room, and they got to improve the wide receiver room because they got a lot of depth, but the guys just aren't cutting it. So. Yeah. Yeah, but elsewhere in the Big Ten, uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin was close for a half. Then Ohio State flexed their muscles and were able to pull out a 14-point victory there. So keeping their playoff hopes, Big Ten championship hopes alive. Uh, Penn State survived a scare from Indiana at home um, to keep their slim Big Ten championship um, chances afloat, which I don't know what happens if they happen to beat Michigan next week. And then Ohio State, then Michigan beats Ohio State, and they all have one loss. I don't know who wins the yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, 
Northwestern got a surprising win against Maryland. So Maryland's now forward. lost. Maryland's now lost three straight, <clears throat> and they play Ohio. No, they do not play Ohio State. They play Penn State this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nebraska uh, Northwestern's done a really good job this year. That coach, mm-hmm. uh, he should get the job. Um, elsewhere, Minnesota beat Michigan State. Michigan State's lost cause, <laughs> yeah. and then, like I said, Nebraska beat Purdue. Now Nebraska, all of a sudden, watch watch out. They might win the West. They might, yeah. They might win the West. Um, Iowa off of a bye. The, it came out today that Brian Ferentz is likely not going to come back, which <clears throat> be interesting what Kirk does because maybe Kirk uh, decides to hang it up. I'm thinking he retires. Um, That's what I'm thinking too. But nonetheless, kudos to Brian for not making it hard on his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing the right thing. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, you did beat me in Pickham because of those pesky uh, Northwestern Wildcats. Um I missed one man. I've I've missed like nine ga- or eight games this year. I know you've missed less games than I have. I think, but, but the point values always get me. But uh, starting with Ohio State at Rutgers, yeah, we got eight no Ohio State at bowl eligible six and two Rutgers. Ohio State's eighteen and a half point favorite. I do think the Buckeyes win this one right around that point spread. Give me the Buckeyes for six. I have the Buckeyes for six as well. Um, they're looking like one of the best teams in the country. I didn't mm-hmm. think a lot of people thought they'd be that, but uh, here they are. Uh, Wisconsin at Indiana. Wisconsin 5-3, Indiana 2-6, and six, so Indiana has to win out to make a bowl. Wisconsin 9.5-point favorite. I think Wisconsin's run game is just going to be too much against Indiana. And Indiana's offense finally looked pretty good for the first time really all year. We'll see if that can replicate two weeks in a row, but I'm taking Wisconsin for five. I have Wisconsin for four. Uh, Indiana was right in that game, obviously, against Penn State. They got a Turnover deep in Penn State territory went run, 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 field goal. Um, instead of being aggressive, uh, Tom, Tom, they got to do something. Tom Allen's pathetic there. I would think so. It's twenty million dollar buyout, but it, it's just get, it's not, it's not gonna get better. Yeah. So. Uh, Nebraska at Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, five and three Nebraska at two and six Michigan State. So Michigan State, likewise, like Indiana, Purdue, they have to win out if they want to make a bowl. But the Nebraska is three point favor on the road. I was tempted to pick Michigan State in this one for some reason, but I'm actually taking Nebraska for four. I'm taking Nebraska for five. Um, Michigan State's reached the give up point of the season. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, Penn State at Maryland. Penn State seven and one. Maryland five and three. Like we said, they've lost three straight after. Uh, Looking like a dark horse for the East. A big dark horse, but a dark horse. Uh, Penn State's nine-point favorites. Give me the Nittany Lions, but only for two. I have Penn State for three. Um, yeah, this is kind of a trap game for Penn mm-hmm. State. Uh, Maryland coming off those three straight. Um, they're obviously going to want to come out and play better than they have, but I don't know if they're capable. Yeah, of it. Penn State's hosting Michigan next week, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Illinois at Minnesota. Three and five, Illini at five and three, Minnesota. So if PJ Fleck and company win this game, they're bowl eligible. Minnesota only a two point favorite in this one. Minnesota does not have a good offense. Their defense is pretty good, though. Uh, I think Minnesota does enough at home to pull out the victory. Minnesota for three. Um, Minnesota, our first one to 13 wins this one. Um, <laughs> Brett Bielman's nine and oh in his career against Minnesota. Oh, wow. I did not know and, that. Uh, he's three and one coming off a bye. Um, if this was in Illinois, I probably would have taken Illinois, but I'm taking Minnesota 4-1. Um, Illinois' best player is out for the first half because of a bad targeting call. No, the targeting injection rule is ridiculous in college football. Uh, Iowa at Northwestern. Iowa 6-2 Northwestern, like you said, surprising 4-4. Four and four. Iowa 5-point favorite in this one. Give me the home team in an upset. Give me Northwestern for one. Um, you know, two weeks ago, it was the lowest over-under we've ever seen, which was Iowa-Minnesota, which was, what was it, 30 and a half, 31 and a half? Yeah, it sounds about right. This one's at 29 and a half, so it's broken that record uh, already. Um, as I said, Brian's gone. Maybe that uh, gives them a little pep in their step, although he's not gone yet. But uh, give me Iowa 7 to 6. Um, oh, that's just Iowa for, Iowa for two. <laughs> uh, Purdue at Michigan. Uh, the whole country's going to be watching this one, 7.30 NBC. I'm sorry, country. 2-6 uh, and six, Purdue at number two, Michigan 8-0, 32.5-point favorites for the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, uh, Michigan for seven. First time Purdue's visited the big house since 2011. Wow. Uh, yeah. I also have Michigan for seven. 
it does help that uh, Alabama and LSU are on at the same time. So, uh, <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe the nation will be. Well, well, you know, I was even looking next week, the NBC night game next week's uh, Michigan State, Ohio State. It, it is a combination. Fox gets first pick. Uh-huh. And then I think NBC night game, I think it's a second pick. Um, it, it, I think NBC is at the point where they've taken Michigan or Ohio State every week. They don't care if they, if they the can. Yeah. So they love the rating. They love, yeah, like I said, big time school, big time. Uh, a uh, fan base, so yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't noticed really any good Big Ten games on CBS yet, for whatever N- reason. No, and, and they've been doing you know noon and sometimes three thirty, but there's been no CBS yeah. Big Ten night games. But I think that's because I like, think NBC's got that. Um, I'm not sure exactly how the contract works, but uh, I did see today. I was surprised Purdue Minnesota next week because you know unless Purdue shocks the world and pulls the biggest upset of the college football season Purdue's not going to be even playing for a poll that game against Minnesota next week's 3:30 NBC. No. But I think you schools have to be on Big Ten Network certain amount of times and Peacock certain amount of times. Yeah. So we're getting that point of year it's probably kind of <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So um top 25 games here number 25 Kansas State at number 7 Texas. That should be a good one but give me the Longhorns. Texas only four and a half point favorites. I agree with you. Um, number 12, Malik Murphy, like I said, looked good. This past number weeks. twelve, Notre Dame at Clemson. Notre Dame is three point favorites. I really want to take Clemson because I hate Notre Dame, <laughs> and it wouldn't shock me. But being a noon game instead of night, I think Notre Dame's just that much better. Yeah. I think Notre Dame wins a close one. Yeah, give me Notre Dame. Uh, I could absolutely see him losing this one. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think they will. Uh, number fourteen, Misery at number one, Georgia. I really want to take Missouri in this one. I really do, but I think I think Georgia wins. I really wish I hated Missouri football as much as I hate their basketball program. I wish Missouri and Illinois played in football still. They I always starting, thought that was a good game. Yeah, they're starting that up here in a few good. years. Good. Uh, give me Georgia. Um, number 10, Oklahoma at 6-2, and two, Oklahoma State, unranked. Bedlam. Um, and this, unfortunately, this is one of those rivalries that probably goes bye-bye after this year. Mm-hmm. With Oklahoma going to the SEC, uh, give me Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma State in an upset. Um, number twenty-two, Kansas at five and three. Iowa State. Iowa State's a little better than I think. We wow, Campbell's turned it around. Um, it was kind of like Oklahoma State's State. Favored in this one. It's kind of like Oklahoma State. Gundy. Uh, what, what? Remember they lost like South Alabama to start yeah. the year, and they were yeah. looking bad, and they turned around. Uh, I'll go with the high hand, Kansas though. Give me Iowa State at home. Uh, number five, Washington at number 24, USC. Mm, this should be a good one, but uh, USC's defense, like we always say, can't stop a nose bleed. Give me Penix, DeBoer, and the Huskies. Yeah. Yeah, this is the anti-Iowa Northwestern where the over-under is set at 76 um, points. So uh, give me Washington as well. USC can't stop anyone. Uh, number 13, LSU at number eight, Alabama. Alabama. Uh, this is the uh, game day game. Alabama wins, gets revenge for losing the Baton Rouge last year. I agree with you. Give me Alabama. Uh, number 16, Oregon State at four and four, Colorado. Oregon State's 13 point favorites. Give me the Beavers. I agree. Give me the beeves. Um, any other college football thoughts? Not that I can think. Uh, Air Force cracked the top 20 this week. So good for them. Good for them. It's cool to see a military school almost almost top 15. Yeah. Uh, NFL talk here. Three winners, three losers. I think I start with the winners um, this week. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. They, uh, they're, they're coming fast. Um, you know, they start out bad, seems like every year, uh, but all of a sudden you find themselves four and three and they are one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC and I wouldn't want to face them. Yeah. Joey Burrow's starting to play well. Jamar Chase, of course, the defense is coming on. Yeah. They looked like a embarrassing Super Bowl pick start the year, but, uh, they're coming on and I'm scared to say anybody's the Best team in the league because that's kiss of death like you kind of did with the Chiefs. Thank you for that, by yeah. the way. Um, how, how often does that happen this year? After week three, it was the Dolphins. After week four, it was the Bills. Uh, I said the Niners at one point. It was the Niners. 
Uh, after last week, I think people were talking Baltimore, and they did win, but they didn't yeah. look that great doing it. So it is kind of a kiss of it death. is in a it's a unpredictable week to week league this year, filled oh, with close games. Definitely this year. Yep. My first winner, it's got to be the Denver Broncos. Thank you for letting me go with the Broncos because you could have easily probably yeah. done that. Um, this feels like the biggest win the Broncos have had since Super Bowl 50, and that's pretty sad to say. But when when you haven't had a winning record since – winning season since 2016 and yeah. haven't made the playoffs since 2015, honestly, the, they did go to Dallas two years ago and whoop on Dallas, which was pretty yeah. random. But besides that, they've pretty much beat up on bad teams, and even this year they can't really beat bad teams. They did beat the Bears and the Packers. But they actually beat a really good football team yesterday and did it pretty handily. I mean, it was 20, 21 or 24 to nine was the final, but probably could have been worse than that. Yeah. Um, Bronco Broncos did what you have to do to beat the chiefs and that's turn them over four or five times, five times. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, that defense has turned around a little bit the past two weeks. They've looked pretty dang good. Yeah. Past three weeks. They've looked even, uh, you can't see the first time they looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, kudos to Vance Joseph. This defense has come a long way since they gave us 70 oh, yeah. to Miami. <laughs> I think he deserves an extension, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, players do like playing for him. And uh, and, and, the, and I think getting rid of Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, some guys that don't didn't want to be there and playing some younger guys is starting to pay off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my second winner, Tennessee Titans. Yes. Um, I'm not going to make a sweeping declaration that they found their quarterback, uh, but Will Levis looked awfully good yesterday. Uh, four touchdowns, three of them to DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, he's going to start this week, it sounds like, and if he plays well, you cannot put Tannehill back in that starter role. No, you he's can't. Um, yeah, the rookie played well. I love those uniforms. Yeah, threw four touchdowns. It is kind of wrong that they wore the Houston Oiler uniforms, though, as they just up and left uh, town. They do it all the time, though. I know. I know. So. I don't think it's right. I saw the NFL because Houston, uh, University of Houston, the Cougars had a variation of the Oilers uniforms, mm-hmm. and the NFL's told them they can't wear them. <laughs> I saw that today. Yeah. So, and they looked sharp too. But uh, Will Levis threw four touchdowns in his first career NFL start yesterday. Never did that once against an SEC opponent in college. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like that tight pick. I'm going to go with my second winner, Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They put it on the Rams and did it early. Rams um, and Dunzo. Yeah, it's uh, the offensive line does not give Stafford time to find his good weapons. Um, he has a UCL L sprain. Um, yes. Well, so I don't know who their backup is. Stetson Bennett is still, I think, on the inactive list. Um, I don't know who their backup is. No. Um, but uh, yeah, Cowboys looked looked pretty good yesterday. My final winner, the Carolina Panthers, getting on the board, uh, and for love to be to young or love. Is it Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Bryce, Young. Bryce Love wasn't the Stanford running back. Can't get it out of my brain. Bryce Young beating uh, CJ Stroud probably felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, I know they're probably pretty good buddies, but uh, probably felt pretty good. And um, they uh, they got her done for the first time. And it hurts the Bears. So <laughs> that's always a win in your book, right? Uh, yeah, we literally went over all my lists except one team. That's why I do six every week Seattle Seahawks. Um, big win for them over the Browns, got it done at the very end. And then today they traded for, um, interior defensive lineman, um, Williams, his first name's escaping me, Leonard Williams from the, from the giants. So, uh, they're going all in looks like, uh, six and two might as well. They are now the, uh, uh, winning the NFC West. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, you start with the losers. losers. Speaking of the NFC West, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I, everybody was crowning them the uh, NFL's best team. Now they've dropped three in a row. And Brock Purdy doesn't look awful, but he's not looking like he was early on in the season. And that defense isn't playing like it was yeah. early in the season. Purdy looks concussed, uh, which he, he did have a concussion last week. And it, he hit his head pretty good, and he held it pretty good. Um, so I don't know why the NFL didn't step in there like they have countless times with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Purdy, maybe things are starting to get ugly. Not ugly, but uh, – and it, it's not really his fault. He got way too much credit when they were good. Now he's getting way too much of the blame now that things aren't going very well. So, uh, but, yeah, not uh, not a great stretch for them. Well, the, what they need to do, he needs to be conservative with the ball, take care of the ball, let the run game, take over on offense, even though they got Debo and and, and, uh, and uh, Ajuke, but um, 
and, and let the and Kittle, thank you. But the, and let the defense and the run game win your games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first loser, New York Giants. Oh my god, that was one of the biggest choke jobs I've ever seen in NFL <laughs> history. <laughs> Yesterday, Graham Gano shanks a cheap thirty-yard field goal, easy thirty-yard field. It, the conditions weren't great, but thirty-yard field goal. Okay, you got. 24 seconds left. There's no way. Get Zach Wilson, right? Going to get him into field goal range. He throws bomb to the 50, and it's offside, so the clock stops. If the offside doesn't happen, game's over. Uh, Then they go down. He throws another one in the middle of the field. Somehow they got down there in time to snap it and spike it with a second left. Um, Kick a field goal. Giants lose. Tyrod Taylor was out. Tommy DeVito (laughs) came in. First Illini to throw a uh, former Illini quarterback to throw a uh, pass in the NFL since 2003. Uh, which was Kurt Kittner. I was going to say, was that uh, Kittner for the Falcons? But uh, Giants had minus nine passing yards yesterday. Um, Dable lowest had, lowest since, uh, for a team since 2000. Yeah. Dable might be a two and done after making the playoffs last year. That's how, I that's don't how know. Um, they gave Daniel Jones this ridiculous contract, which most people thought was stupid at the time, and now it's looking even worse. He is coming back. But, it looks uh, good, by the way. Great. Tyrod's significantly better, and he's – He's not good either, but but Jets four and three, got to hand it to them. They did not quit when Aaron Rodgers went out. If Rodgers can somehow, they're getting awfully lucky, uh, which happens. But um, still, as you can hear, my dog he just got home. Uh, He doesn't like the Jets. So, Um, (laughs) my second loser, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, I put eight confident points on you at home against the Saints, and Saints kind of, in a way, whooped you around a little bit. So, Garden Minshew did not play well. Um, Colts have now lost three straight. Yeah. Um, my second loser, Green Bay Packers. Um, they need to be in the market for a quarterback. Jordan Love ain't it. He had a great first week, and he's been bad since. Um, and that team's been bad since. So, now that they don't have a franchise quarterback for the first time in 40 years, it feels like. Um, Matt LaFleur's not a good coach. He, he honestly might get the ax this year. Love's not in a great spot because they don't have much around him, but still he hasn't looked good either. My third loser, and I'm ready to take the heat, J-Man, the Swifties. <laughs> because Taylor Swift, not the games. So Travis Kelsey only had 50-some yards, and the Chiefs no. lose. And the Broncos blasted one of the Taylor Swift songs over the um, PA system after the game, after they won. So, uh it was it was nice not seeing Taylor Swift uh, for once during a Chief game on, on on TV. I'm really hoping she's not in Germany on uh, Sunday. Oh, I hope she is now, so you can experience that. Well, so you hope the Chiefs win then? Eh, oh, no, I can never hope the Chiefs win. <laughs> um, my final loser, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um, Ritter gets benched. They had, I mean, that's a bad tight, mediocre Titans team. I'll I'll, I'll give them mediocre. Uh, they lost to. Um, and they still had a chance to win. Tyler Taylor Heineke came in. If if the Falcons had a competent quarterback, they would be right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a decent football team, uh, but uh, they don't. So, and and I think Arthur Arthur Smith's pretty bad uh, anyway. And they need a new head man. But uh, that division stinks. It's terrible. Saints are terrible. Bucks are terrible. Somebody's gonna win it. I know it's pathetic. But uh, pick them. I did beat you. Um and pick them. Uh, I think who hurts you? I know the Colts hurt Tex- me with eight. Texans Colts hurt me with you. ten. Texans hurt you. Uh, Chiefs hurt both of us. So that yeah. was whatever. Uh, I think well, was- Seattle didn't you put nine on Seattle? I put ten on Seattle. Yeah, for one. So so that that helped me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. maybe the boringest matchup in NFL history on Thursday night: the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so is it going to be Will Levis against Mitch Trubisky, possibly? With Kenny Pickett's rib injury. Um, give me the Steelers because it's at home. My Steelers for three. I have the Steelers for nine. Pittsburgh wow. plays the most unwatchable brand of football. Both both of those teams do, really. Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, at home, just, that's going to be like 17 to 13, which most Thursday night games aren't very good yeah. to begin with. But uh, this one has uh, potential to be real bad. Uh, Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany. In Germany. Um, Chiefs are going to be mad, you would think, coming into this game. Dolphins are really good offense. Ultimate coin flip game. Until I see Kansas City lose two in a row, 
I, I got to see it to believe it. Kansas City for one. Yeah. Um, absolutely hate the Chiefs coming in off a loss, much like I hated the Eagles coming in off a loss last, <laughs> last Sunday. Um, trade deadlines tomorrow. Chiefs need to trade for a pass catcher. Um, besides Kelsey, they don't have much at all. They don't. Um, for the first time, it feels like. Because even last year, they had Smith Schuster. Thank uh, you for getting McCall Harmon back. Thank yeah. you yesterday for muffing yeah. that punt. Yeah, muffing the punt. Uh, if he catches that punt, it could be an entirely different. Uh, 100%. Uh, I'm, I, I'm sure you weren't feeling good in that moment. Going, I was feeling point. awful. My hat yeah. went across the room on that third down oh. sack. So, <laughs> uh, I am taking the Dolphins for one. So this is a, this is a one pointer. Just feel like the Dolphins are going to score too many points for the Chiefs, which is weird to even say out loud. Uh, but again, before the Dolphins beat a good team, it's going to remain a question nope. mark. So nope. they they have to get it done eventually, and this is the time to do it. Vic Fangio's familiar with the Chiefs, but usually that, that didn't go well. Jalen Ramsey's back looked awesome yesterday. Targeted once, picked it off. Um, looks great. They get Teron Armstead back, likely. Xavier Howard's going to be back. Jamon Holland. So things are starting to come together finally. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, awful news for Kirk Cousins, who was playing really good football, and the Vikings are starting round into shape, four and four. So give me the Falcons for 13. I have the Falcons for eight, um, and I don't believe in the Falcons at all, but with uh, Minnesota starting a rookie whose name is escaping me out of BYU, fifth-round pick, uh, give me the Falcons. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, who are not starting Josh Dobbs and likely aren't starting Kyler Murray this week. It's going to be Clayton Boone yep. um, traveling to Cleveland. Well, I don't like this tune for the Cardinals. Give me the Browns for 12. I have the Browns for 13. L.A. Rams at the Green Bay Packers. I wish I I should have thought this over with Stafford's injury before doing this, but I got the Rams for 10. <laughs> um, I have the Rams for 7. I've seen enough of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington Reds, not Redskins. Uh, Washington Commanders at the New England Patriots. Commanders for 9. Oh, man, I have the Patriots for six. Um, Mac Jones is terrible. The defense is pretty good, but, man, Sam Howell is hit or miss. He does have about – Played equal, good the first half yesterday. He has about equal numbers to Pat Mahomes, believe it or not. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, Patriots for six. Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Saints for 14. How many? 14. I think we only have 13 games this week. Did I, did I miss a game? I must have missed a game. No, there's two. There's two. Uh, there's four buys. There's only four buys. Yeah, I missed a game. <laughs> we'll we'll see which one I missed. You did what I did last week. So yeah, I'm gonna have to put 14 on the on the game I missed. Um, give me the Saints for 12. Tampa Bay Bucks at the Houston Texans. Texans for eight. Not sure why. I have the Bucks for five. Indianapolis Colts at the Carolina Panthers. Colts for two. I have the Colts for two as well. New York Giants at the Vegas Raiders. Raiders for four. I have the Raiders for 11. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Can't believe this isn't a primetime game. Eagles for six. Fox has, um, they they get to pick and choose which game mm. of the week, so that makes sense. Uh, Eagles for four. Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Rematch Bengals, Bengals for f- an incident. Oh yeah, Bengals for five. I have the Bengals for three. L.A. Chargers at the New York Giants. Jets. Jets. Uh, Chargers for seven. I have the Chargers for ten. Which one did I miss? I don't see any. Did I miss count? Oh yeah, Seahawks at Ravens. Looks like I'm taking the Ravens for fourteen. <laughs> I got the Ravens for eleven. So, so okay. Yep. Uh, man, I can't believe I missed that. I never do that. Yeah, I did last week. So hopefully that doesn't become a common trend on the podcast. But uh, birdie or bogey tonight? Which non-quarterback active player in NFL leads the league for career touchdowns? I feel like you're trying to trick me here. Um, there's one guy that comes to mind, but I don't think it's him. So I'm going to say Julio Jones. Great guess, but you're getting a bogey. Shoot. Devontae Adams with 90. Not even on my radar. I thought you were trying to trick me because Julio's only been with the Eagles for two games. He's got to be up there. I don't know where he is, but he's got to be up there. I honestly don't think he's near 90, believe it or not. Well. That was a good question. 
Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next month with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.